Michael Mil Milken, once nicknamed the Junk Bond King, was one of the most powerful figures in Wall Street history to go to prison. Milken was indicted for racketeering and securities fraud in 1989 in an insider trading investigation, but he pleaded guilty to securities fraud and served only 22 months out of a 10-year prison sentence. Milken is now known for his philanthropic efforts after prison, including an annual conference of the Milken Institute where Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin spoke earlier this year. This week, wealth management executive David Bonson sent a letter to President Trump asking him to pardon Milken. Bonson writes that Milken did not commit a crime and that he was prosecuted only because our society went through a period of class envy run amok. Here's Bonson making that case on Bloomberg TV. I don't believe that anybody would say that he broke the law who's actually studied the subject thoroughly that could easily quantify what laws he broke. I don't really believe that the judge even knew what laws he exactly broke. Milken ended up pleading guilty when they extorted or leveraged his brother's arrest against him. When he knew that they were going to go after his brother, that's when Michael Milken ended up pleading guilty. Our guests are Peter Henning, a professor at Wayne State University Law School, and Robert Hockett, a professor at Cornell University Law School. Peter, what's unusual is that Bonson's three-page letter is not about Milken's philanthropy, but an argument that his, quote, alleged crime is to this day a total mystery. You know the case. You know the law. Was there a crime? Uh, well, I should uh, disclose that I was at the SEC in the late 1980s in the Enforcement Division, although I didn't work on the Milken case. Um, uh, was there a crime? Well, uh, you know, he did plead guilty. Now, the claim that he just did that to keep his brother from being charged, um, you know, usually you don't see uh, a request for a pardon uh, based on innocence, uh, although that certainly can happen. but. Typically, in the federal system, that when there is a pardon, it's given to a defendant who acknowledges his or her guilt. And uh, th there was a case, uh, certainly against Drexel Burnham and Mr. Milken, based on certain disclosures and certain trading practices. Would they have gotten a conviction at trial? Uh, you know, that's a very good question. Um, and also, the case was prosecuted at the time by an ally of Mr. Trump's. Uh, Rudy Giuliani was the United States attorney for at least part of that period. So it would be interesting to see how this plays out. Bob, what's your take on that? Uh, so when Michael Milken pleaded, uh, he didn't plead to insider trading, didn't plead to racketeering, uh, uh, pleaded instead to securities fraud. Uh, and mm -hmm. then because he cooperated with, with investigators, had his sentence reduced to about two years. Um, w what's your take on whether uh, what he did was actually against the law? Well, it, it, I mean, I don't even know where to begin on this. I mean, as soon as I read the letter, I, I, don't, I don't know if I was spitting up my coffee or throwing up. It was just the most ridiculous thing I've ever read. The guy says first he doesn't want to relitigate the merits of the case, but then immediately afterwards in the following sentence says, but he was innocent, which is, of course, a speaking to the merits. He then says it was all about class uh, envy run amok. I don't think that Rudy Giuliani, the chief prosecutor, had class envy. I don't think he was a sort of champion uh, of the Bernie Sanders uh, wing of the Democratic Party. Um, you know, if he has a, if he gets 
if he thinks that, uh, he also, of course, says that the judge doesn't even know uh, what the charges were or what the law was, which is preposterous. There's no basis to say that. And it's hard to imagine anything uh, more insulting to the American judiciary than to say, you know, for somebody to say something like that. This guy's not a lawyer. He doesn't know what the securities laws were. He doesn't know what the actual charges were or how one goes about substantiating those. And the fact that Mr. Milken uh, plea bargained himself into a lower sentence, that happens all the time in the criminal process. That doesn't say anything about the merits of the original case that was brought. Now, it's true that Giuliani himself now favors a pardon, but the significant thing here is that Giuliani favors a pardon on the basis of the philanthropy, not on the basis that, uh, not on any claim that, well, there wasn't really, there weren't any legal merits to the case, because again, those legal merits were merits that Giuliani himself decided were worth pursuing uh, back in the 1980s. So the, the letter is just a, it's just a sort of almost like a, it's a, a kind of treasure chest full of nonsense and rubbish, and it's, it's hard to imagine what could possibly motivate it other than being emboldened by the craziness of the Arpaio pardon. I guess that some people are thinking, well, if he'll pardon Arpaio, he'll pardon anybody, maybe even Charles Manson next. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just this letter is actually just, uh, it's comical. It's, it, it's, it almost doesn't even, uh, uh, it's almost not even worth dignifying uh, with a serious engagement. Other- Bob, I hate it when you don't say what you really mean. Uh, I just want to stop for one moment to let this breaking news in. A report says that President Trump is expected to end an Obama-era program that protected children from deportation, though he'll probably allow those immigrants known as dreamers to stay in the U.S. until work permits expire. That's according to McClatchy reports, citing unidentified people familiar with the situation. We'll have more on that. Uh, Peter, to go back to this letter, there's a picture painted of this ugly period, he calls it, of egregious prosecutorial abuses and prosecutions devoid of due process, and says the pardon is needed as a mea culpa and to purge that from American consciousness. What is he, de- what is he describing there? Is there any kind of basis for that? Well, it, it certainly may be in Mr. Bonson's memory that the 1980s were an assault um, on the wealthy or something like that, but you know, frankly, um, most Americans, certainly the younger generation, whether they're millennials or Generation X or Y or whatever, uh, don't have any clue who Michael Milken was. And, um, you know, that in the 1980s, you certainly had some real abuses. You had uh, insider trading, the Ivan Bosky-type uh, uh, trading that went on in his cohort. And uh, you also had some... Uh, securities issues that were going on with companies not making proper disclosures, accounting frauds, and things like that. I, I guess you could point to almost any decade and say there was an attack on the wealthy. How far does that get you? Um, yeah, I, I'm just not really sure. And that's not really a basis. I'm not sure if there will be any national healing if Michael Milken uh, receives a pardon, certainly because of his philanthropic uh, endeavors. He might be deserving of it, and something the president should consider. But it doesn't seem to be that this would be the vehicle to say, well, let's cure what happened uh, 30 years ago. Um, I don't think people really remember what happened 30 years ago. But Bob, only uh, 30 seconds left or so, but, but the, the philanthropic stuff that Michael Milken has done, could that be enough to, to uh, justify a pardon? 
I guess I'll put it this way. If there is any case to be made for a pardon, it would be based on that, right? I don't I think it's ridiculous to think in terms of sort of say that there weren't any merits to the case or there was a denial of due, due process, especially if you're not a lawyer and don't even know what due process is. But um, if there is a basis for a pardon, it would be the philanthropy, and there has been a lot of that that has to be admitted. And for that, that's exactly the reason, of course, that Giuliani wants a pardon. But Giuliani would not say he did not have a case against Milken. He's just saying that Milken has sort of redeemed himself. So I would go with Giuliani um, <laughs> rather than with this uh, hedge fund man, uh, Bonson, um, if I were to uh, uh, consider All right. We'll have to leave it there. Thank you, Bob Hockett, professor at Cornell University Law School, and Peter Henning, professor at Wayne State University Law School, I should mention. Um, President Clinton was very close to pardoning Milken, but then was uh, convinced by law enforcement regulators not to do so. That's it for this edition of Bloomberg Law. We'll be back tomorrow at 1 p.m. Wall Street time. Coming up next, live from the U.S. Open, Carol Masser will be here with Bloomberg Markets.